0: Hello out there, science nerds, you're listening to Evolving with Mr. V, a weekly podcast that covers the week that was in AP Dual Credit Biology and much more. I'm your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your Master of the Biological Arts, and this is officially episode 20, week 20 of the 2019-2020 school year. In this week's podcast, we will recap the week of January 21st through the 24th in AP Dual Credit and look forward to the coming week as well. Spoilers, quiz on Wednesday over protein synthesis. In this week's second segment, I'll give you my thoughts and spoiler review of Star Wars 9, The Rise of Skywalker, and also give you a recommendation to a movie I think everyone will enjoy in a new segment I'm calling At The Movies With Mr. V. In our final segment, we continue with the new part of the podcast called Five Questions with Mr. V, where I'll interview another guest, a first for the podcast, a Johnson High School student, and ask five questions to get to know this student just a little bit better. So stay tuned. Now, before we begin the podcast, we need to hear from our sponsor in a segment I'm calling Mr. V Needs a New Pair of Shoes. This episode is brought to you by Oxytocin. Hey, are you one of those students who is perpetually stressed? Feel like your telomeres are just eroding away? Do you look in the mirror and find gray hairs and even wrinkles on your face and you're only 17? Well, negate the effects of stress with oxytocin. Yes, oxytocin, known as the cutter hormone, can not only negate but even possibly reverse the effects of stress and leave you feeling calm, tranquil, and even young again. So next time you begin to stress out, go hang out with some friends and family, play some games, give some high fives, and Release that oxytocin. And we're back. So let's go ahead and hit that reliable rewind button and review the week that was in AP dual credit biology. On this third week of the semester, our main focus, our main topic was RNA and introducing protein synthesis. So let's go ahead and highlight our main talking points for the week. So let's begin our discussion by recalling our definition of a gene, a segment of DNA that codes for a protein, aka a protein instruction. And when it comes to humans, we have over 20,000 genes that code for all of the proteins that make up the human body. Now, we have to remember that genes themselves cannot make the protein or be delivered to the ribosome, our protein factory, which means there has to be a bridge, a middleman, to get us from our gene to the protein, and that bridge, that middleman, is RNA, ribonucleic acid. When it comes to RNA, it's important to know the difference between it and the recently covered nucleic acid DNA. So let's recap the differences in RNA compared to DNA. So we discussed how RNA is single-stranded, contains the sugar ribose in its nucleotide, and has a substitution in a nitrogen base, where thymine is replaced with a nitrogen base called uracil. So the base pairing with RNA goes adenine with uracil, and guanine and cytoacin stays the same. Now, another difference we discussed is that RNA in eukaryotic cells can leave the nucleus and do the work of DNA. And the function of RNA also differs in that messenger RNA, mRNA, carries a copy of a gene to the protein factory, our ribosome. So, make sure you get these differences down between DNA and RNA. You'll definitely need to know them for the upcoming quiz. We also introduced the process of protein synthesis this week and established the clear chain of command, what we call the central dogma of molecular biology, where we go from DNA to RNA to protein, with two stages that get us from gene to protein, those being transcription and translation. Now, when it comes to transcription, this is a simple transcribing that takes place where a gene is copied into a messenger RNA, an mRNA molecule, a short single-stranded molecule. Now, in eukaryotic cells, this takes place in the nucleus, whereas in prokaryotic cells, it takes place in the cytoplasm. Now, in eukaryotes, an extra step occurs in the nucleus that we don't really see in prokaryotic cells, which is RNA processing. Transcription in eukaryotes results in pre-mRNA, which is then modified and edited into messenger RNA, which is then ready for the second step called translation. So once again, in eukaryotic cells, we have RNA processing and we have pre-mRNA, but we do not see that in prokaryotic cells. Now translation is the stage where the protein is assembled. The instructions on messenger RNA are delivered to the ribosome where they are read and translated with the help of tRNA, transfer RNA, into a polypeptide chain, an amino acid chain, aka a protein. Now when it comes to translation, this occurs in the cytoplasm specifically on ribosomes in both eukaryotic and prokaryotic cells. Well, that was our main topic of discussion for this short week in AP Dual Credit Biology. Make sure to start reading Chapter 17 found on MasteringBiology.com to build that depth and understanding of RNA and protein synthesis content. Now let's do a quick rundown of the activities and events that occurred this week. Students this week worked on their micropipette skills by practicing using a P50 micropipetter, dispensing micro amounts of liquids, ensuring that they're not only accurate but consistent when it comes to their micropipetting. On Friday, students were quizzed on their micropipette skills by pipetting a certain amount several times to ensure they once again could demonstrate accuracy and consistency. If you were absent on Friday, you need to make sure to come in on Monday morning or after school to remake the micropipette quiz. Students on Wednesday took their FRQ over cell communication and DNA, and on Thursday took the multiple choice part of the exam. If you miss either one of these, you should have already come in and made them up. But if you haven't, make sure that you try to come in Monday morning or Monday after school to make up your FRQ or your exam. Well, those were some of the main activities, events, and main concepts covered in the week that was in AP Dual Credit Biology. And now for our second segment at the Movies with Mr. V where I'll share my thoughts and do a quick spoiler review of Star Wars Episode 9 The Rise of Skywalker. And in this segment I will also recommend a recently seen movie I think will be enjoyed by everyone out there. So let's talk about Star Wars Episode 9 The Rise of Skywalker. Now I'll start by saying that I enjoyed the movie. There are parts that brought all the feels and were well executed. Like the lightsaber battle on the fallen Death Star. That is a great scene with great action. You had waves crashing all over the place while Rey and Kylo were duking it out with their lightsabers. Once again, that was a great scene. Now another scene that I loved was one of the final scenes when Rey is confronting the Emperor and she's fallen and she starts to hear all the voices from past Jedi and you start to hear them rise, rise and you hear all the Jedi from the past. You hear Yoda, Obi-Wan, Anakin, Mace Windu, Kanan. You hear like over 15 different Jedi. This was a moving, moving scene. Definitely gave me all the feels. However, here comes the but. While it had great scenes and action, overall the movie left me with a feeling of uneasiness. It left me thinking it could have been a lot more. There were too many things, too many events that occurred without an explanation or putting in the time, the work of building a backstory. Like suddenly using the force to bring people back from the dead or to heal. Really just comes out of nowhere. Really we hadn't seen it. We hadn't seen this in any of the Star Wars movies really not until the mandalorian another thing that threw me off was the han solo scene was he a force ghost how exactly did he come back does that mean was he a jedi um no real past groundwork to explain that another slight issue i had was Rey being the granddaughter of emperor palpatine so does this mean that the parents were siths or were they jedi that went to the dark side hmm i guess we'll never know Also, that kiss between Rey and Kylo seemed weird and odd. That romance isn't at all earned or even built, considering they spend very little time with each other, doing most of their communication via force projections. I guess it's a weird kind of long-distance relationship. So overall, I enjoyed the movie, but I found it a little messy with it almost trying to put in too many fan service requests and not building the backstory to several of the events that occurred heard. But hey, if you also found this movie a little bit underwhelming, don't fret, The Mandalorian is bringing Star Wars back in people's hearts with that adorable (laughs) baby Yoda. Now for a more upbeat and positive recommendation. I just watched an amazing movie on Amazon Prime, a comedy with so much heart and so much depth and a lot of emotional feels. If you haven't seen Instant Family, I recommend you stop this podcast, gather the family, and sit down for two hours of a movie that will light up your heart and leave you feeling that maybe the world isn't all that bad. It stars Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne as parents who adopt three kids and then the comedy and emotional roller coaster ensues. I won't spoil it so just go watch it and once again I can't recommend this movie enough. So once again the movie's called Instant Family a gem out there that you should definitely give a watch. And that my friends is at the Movies with Mr. V. And now for our final segment, Five Questions with Mr. V, where I'll ask five questions to our special guests to see if we could get to know them just a little bit better. And today I interview my first Johnson student, an AP dual credit biology student and outstanding person, Miss Katie Franzese. So, welcome to Five Questions with Mister V, and today we have a special guest—a model student, a spirit group member, a student who always has a smile on her face. Welcome, Katie Franzizi.
1: Hi, it's uh, it's Franzies.
0: Franzies, okay. Excellent. Katie, can you tell us? Uh, can you tell us in the audience a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, um, I'm a student here at Johnson High School. I'm a senior. I'm 17 years old. Uh, I'm a cheerleader, so is that. Yep,
0: well, that's excellent. Yes, you are a cheerleader, awesome student, as well in AP bio. Okay, so I will ask you five questions, and we'll start with the first one. Now, I've gotten to know you a little bit about you already, and I know that you're a military kid, that you've mm-hmm. traveled almost different places, almost around the world. Can you tell the audience what some of these places are? Where have you traveled? Where have you and your family been stationed?
1: Well, um, I was born in Florida, and then after that, we moved to Germany, Thank you then back to Florida, then to Maryland, back to Florida, Las Vegas, Arizona, and now Texas.
0: Oh, wow. So Florida several times. Would you say that's your favorite place?
1: Yeah, I would say it's my favorite place. My parents, like, we own a house there. So, like, that's why we keep going back. Nice.
0: Where is this house?
1: It's in Destin.
0: Yes, that's a a beautiful beach I hear. So can, so um, can students just visit you at this beach for a summer vacation if they wanted to?
1: Visit me? Yes.
0: I'm just kidding. No, that's not That's not right. No. Um, okay. So uh, from all those places, Florida seems to be your favorite. Uh, what do you like about San Antonio? First of all, do you like being in San Antonio? And what would you say is your favorite part about San Antonio?
1: Um, I do like being in San Antonio, and my favorite part is probably like how how do you say this? Like urban it is, right? Is it yes, is it urban? it's
0: very city like. It's yeah
1: because okay. I like where I moved from before this, like it was like a really small town. Yeah, I just like how big it is. Oh,
0: excellent. What's your favorite food? From all the places that you visited, what place has the best food? is the best food is florida because of the seafood or is it san antonio because it has hispanic food or latino oh, no, or mexican yeah. food definitely
1: either florida or maryland
0: oh wow yeah what's awesome about maryland food wise, food wise.
1: Gumbo. gumbo so good
0: interesting okay well here is uh, a second question now Uh, You've mentioned that you are a cheerleader. And, you know, a lot of us have an impression of what cheerleaders are like from TV shows and movies and how they're superficial and conceited and they think they rule the school. Uh, Would you say this is an accurate portrayal of cheerleaders here at Johnson High School?
1: Um, I wouldn't say that that's accurate. There's definitely some people that think that, but no.
0: No? Well, I don't don't sense it because I've had some cheerleaders as students and I don't think I sense that level. Of dramatics when they go into cheerleading, uh, what do you, what is most what is one uh, one of the things you most enjoy about being in cheerleading? Um,
1: probably like the friends that I've made through it,
0: the friendships.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely helped me from like mm. moving here and like not knowing anybody, mm. especially like halfway through high school. Oh.
0: What about the competitions? Do you enjoy the competitions when we win? When you win, but yes. But if we win? No. Well, third place <laughs> is still, you're still winning. You're just not winning we at that won, level. We <laughs> it. It's always could have, should have, would have. But, but still, third place is nothing to hang your heads low. When you're out there um, and being competitive, do you have that competitive nature where you're like, yes, I want first. And if it's not first, I'm not happy.
1: Well, it depends on if, like, I know, like, our routine is good. Like, it could win. If I know that it can win, then, like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Uh, okay, well, here's my next question. Now, those of you who maybe know Katie know that Katie is its tall. How, tall. how tall are you, Katie?
1: I'd say a little under
0: 5'11". 5'11". So that's pretty tall for a girl. Usually the average uh, size in the U.S. for girls about 5'7". So um, my question to you is, would you date anyone who is smaller than you?
1: It would have to, like, they would have to be really significant, because I don't think I would.
0: Their personality would just have to shine, in other words.
1: They would have to treat me like a queen.
0: Interesting. Because, yeah, being, I, I myself, married someone who's actually tall. She, uh, My wife is actually taller than I am, by half an inch. uh, Not much, but... I've always wondered that about tall girls. It's like, what they date? Are they comfortable dating people? If it's who are... like
1: around my, sorry to cut you off. If uh-huh. it's like around my height, like that's okay. But if it's like, like I've had people like be like 5'4". Like, <laughs> hey cutie. And I'm like, <laughs> hi shorty. Like, uh,
0: Oh, that's funny. Oh, well. <laughs> guys out there who are at least 5'11", hey, now you know. Uh, okay, so uh, we're coming down to our final question. So what, you're a senior, so my final question is, what advice would you give to juniors as they enter their senior year here at Johnson?
1: I would tell incoming seniors definitely not to breeze through the year. It goes by like much faster than you expect it to. Also, don't try to, like, take easier classes just because, like, it's your last year and, like, it doesn't, like, matter as much. It still matters, especially, like, it'll prepare you for college. Um, I think that's it. Just enjoy. Enjoy your last year. Yeah.
0: be, be Hopefully don't get overstressed because sometimes – usually junior year is where students stress out the most. And then soon, senior year, they should still challenge themselves, I think, but also try to make sure they're enjoying their final year. Um, one last question. Um, Crocs with socks. Horrible Fashion statement, right? Uh, I I don't yes, know. Yes, yes, no,
1: stop, Mr. V. I don't know because I don't own Crocs, but if I That's did own thing. Crocs, I probably would wear Crocs with socks.
0: Okay, well, here's your final question, then, last uh, so one, Mr. V. Great teacher or greatest teacher?
1: Greatest teacher, one hundred percent.
0: And we'll end the podcast there. Thank you, thank you, Katie, for coming on to five questions with Mr. V. Course. Once again, I want to thank Miss Katie for taking the time out of her busy schedule and answering five questions with Mr. V. Hey, are you interested in getting interviewed and being a guest on five questions with Mr. V? If so, send me a message on Enmodo or email me at ovelas at nisd.net that you're interested and I'll keep you in consideration for being a future guest on five questions with Mr. V. Now for a couple of reminders for the coming week. We'll be having our next quiz on Wednesday over protein sentences. Make sure to keep up with notes and activities on Emoto. Those of you who have been absent, make sure to make up your assignments in a timely manner. Also, don't forget to follow the podcast on the Instagram page. See some photos of interviewees and happenings in the world of AP dual credit biology. And hey, don't be scared to share, like, or comment on Instagram. Well, that brings us to an end of episode 20, week 20 of Evolving with Mr. V. I hope you found this podcast informative and somewhat entertaining. I want to thank Free Music Archive and Sound Bible for the music and sound effects on the podcast. This podcast was written, produced, and recorded by Velasquez Productions. Once again, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast on your podcast listening platform. Feel free to email me at ovelas at nisd.net. If you have any comments or feedback, and follow me at Twitter at Mr. V. Well, this is your host, Mr. Oscar Velasquez, your master of the biological arts, signing off and reminding you to please, please, for your professor's sake, study for your quiz.